Hello everyone, and welcome to the show where, despite years of trying, we still can't get the fucking cap off. My name is Christy. And my name is Illumide. And this is the Big Empty Purse Podcast. Oh, that's <laughs> funny because of the Adderall shortage. I'm screaming! <laughs> For those of you who weren't early 2010ers like us, who don't get that wonderful reference, we're happy to bring it into your life. <laughs> um, I Can't Get the Cap Off is from a 2011, like, straight-to-DVD movie about a teenage girl getting cyberbullied, and she decides to commit suicide by overdosing on pills, but when someone comes in and finds her trying to do it, she can't get the cap off the She couldn't get the child lock off the cap of the adult. <laughs> It was so it's funny. so funny. She was it's trying so to off funny. herself and she could not get the child lock off the pill, <laughs> off the pill bottle. <laughs> and the acting is just so bad. Like, uh, I can't get the cap off. That was high camp. That was high camp. I feel like that needs to be reenacted. <laughs> <laughs> Cultural milestones, still relatable. On that note, Illumide, what have you been up to since the last episode? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been able to get the cap off. Um, <laughs> I have been, all things considered, terrible. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I've been outside this whole weekend. I guess just in general, I've been outside. And um, in terms of what I have been doing, I went to see an Orioles game in Baltimore at the Camden Yard Stadium. And oh. that was on Friday? I think Friday. And the Orioles won. But I didn't really understand what was happening. But I love the vibe that everybody came with. Everybody was just out here. My sister came visiting. And that was fun. Otherwise, allergies have been ruthless. For those of you who are going to comment about my voice sounding like shit, shut the fuck up. Just go ahead and shut the fuck up. She being um, pollen is a raggedy bitch. I haven't been able to breathe in three weeks. I've been gasping for air. There is a whole ass bottle of eye drop of loretadine that I have been using for the past three weeks. That I just It's been in my drop cabinet. I've just been using it because my eyes itch so often. I just realized yesterday that it expired in 2021. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> We're going to move the way we move and we're going to not see what we don't see because this is what it is. On Saturday, I tried going out to dinner at this place in D.C. called Shioto. And they have a dress code that I obviously did not abide by. I don't know what the dress code was, but clearly I was not abiding by the dress code. Everything I was wearing the five inch shoes. I couldn't walk. I needed I needed to like do one step every three seconds. It was really bad. I could not walk. But I was serving what the girls called life. However... I go in there and first of all, if I have a reservation for dinner, dinner, a sit down dinner, I don't care if it's a Japanese restaurant. I don't give a shit. Do not sit me by the bar. <laughs> I don't even care if it's a sushi bar. Don't sit me by the bar. I made a reservation two weeks in advance for dinner. <laughs> like what? So I had to say something about it. I was like, no, no, no. I would prefer for you to give me a proper table if you don't mind. And she was like, fine. And then I was like, my party's not here yet, but I'm going to have to wait anyway. But just so you know, like that bar won't work. So she was like, okay. My party comes in dressed in very fashionable very well put together what people would call streetwear and the bouncer at the door told my party that they wouldn't be let in and i'm just like i don't get it i don't get it i don't give a shit about why you've instated those dress codes because a lot of the time the dress code is just to enforce some kind of racist 
prejudiced bias, right? Mm -hmm. He's better dressed than half the people in this place. More than half the people in this place, actually. And I'm sure the material he's wearing. What the fuck does it matter? It was. (laughs) And of course, she had to the server had to go call the manager who would have been the final decider. And he came over, looks at my friend and he's like, we won't let you in. I'm so sorry. You look good, though. But I was like, just fucking cancel the reservation, man. Just fucking cancel the reservation. So whatever excuse you have to enforce this so both of us can't eat here is purely based off of some bullshit. Like, what, what do you think is going to happen? You're gonna, we're going to sit down. You're going to cook some food. You're going to bring the food out. We're going to eat the food. And we're going to leave. What yeah. does the fabric... You're sitting at a table. You're not doing a runway show across the restaurant. Like, you're not exactly. there for a photo shoot. Like, you're just going to sit and half the outfit's going to be under the table. Like, what? I did not have the time or patience to fight any of those battles. I was just like, we're going oh to another my restaurant, my dear. We're leaving. Yeah. And the thing is, that restaurant had a policy that said, if you didn't show up, they were going to charge something like $50 per party on your credit card because you need your credit card to reserve. Oh, my God. And I was like... Restaurants are so full of themselves. What oh kind of... Shodo, like, what, what kind of, what, where are we going with this? I didn't know places legitimately had, like, enforced dress codes anymore. Like, I right. I actually didn't realize. There's something insidious about what people think black men looking like black men would do to an establishment. Yeah. When I wear a hat, it could literally be the same hat, the baseball hat, the same exact baseball hat as the black guy behind me. But when I wear it, they see that I'm wearing chiffon wide leg pants and five inch stilettos and an ascot. And they're like, okay, he's not threatening. But that black man behind him wearing that same exact fucking hat, don't let him in. Yeah. I'm like what the fuck that shit drives me crazy and like I'm not giving you my money now no like the the whole thing i'm just like i'm going home <laughs> i don't have to be outside <laughs> why i can't breathe out here anyways the pollen is out here attacking me and i'm out here just eh, i'm about to give you my money you're gonna treat me like shit i'm going home yeah so we went we went to hamilton for dinner instead it was ugh. but anyway that's how i've been to the last episode i still can't breathe i'm gonna try to make it through this episode but we're gonna make it happen Come on. How have you been since the last episode, Christy? The complaints keep rolling in, rolling in. Can't get the cap off. I can't even get the cap or any of the pills. Life is rough for a bitch with ADHD out here. It's rough. Oh, I mean, it's always rough, but they decided... Sandpaper. Oh. Yeah. So, I hope many of you are fortunate enough not to know about the fact that there's an Adderall shortage. Why? I don't know. I tried to look it up before this episode, and it's all just like manufacturing delays i feel like i need to just go make adderall in a basement somewhere like it can't be that hard like as a literally a chemist like exactly i was about to say if anybody (laughs) can synthesize adderall it's you why are you paying people for your own fucking adderall (laughs) it's me and everyone else who took chem lab 2 with me like it's not it's a small (laughs) molecule Yeah, so there's a shortage of Adderall, which is the medication I take to do my work and life. I have not been able to get my prescription. I am currently taking, like, a wrong dosage of it that I have from a previous prescription. So I was like, okay, I I don't know how long this is going to last. It's already lasted way longer than anyone thought. The problem, I was like, okay, maybe I'll try a different ADHD medication. Which already is like, this is fucking bullshit. I, re- I also read an article before this that was like, what to do if you can't get your Adderall prescription? And I was like, oh yeah, that's helpful. And these suggestions, these suggestions were like, schmooze your local pharmacy. So if they get a tiny bit, they'll give it to you instead of someone else. Mm. Uh, show a little leg. Show a little, <laughs> show them the goods. <laughs> that's how to get your Adderall. Uh, that's how you get your <laughs> Kill <me>. America, everybody. <laughs> Literally stripping for Adderall. <laughs> what does it come to? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> just throw it at me on stage instead of dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> really? But then it was like, oh, just like 
try a different medication. And like one of the ones it listed was Wellbutrin. And I was like, I've been on Wellbutrin. It's not even really for ADHD. It did something totally different. And also like that's a whole ass different prescription for like, and then the, the next one was like, or maybe just like take a deep breath and stay organized. <laughs> and you don't probably, you probably don't need it anyway. <laughs> uh, why haven't I thought of that? Why haven't I fucking thought of that? It's like when somebody says to you, don't be sad. Oh, really bitch? Really bitch? <laughs> <laughs> it hadn't occurred to me. <laughs> Don't be depressed. Oh, no shit, bitch. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll look at a different medication. The problem is my current psychiatrist, or what was my current psychiatrist until recently, is terrible. Like, very, very, very bad at his job. But so many mental health providers don't take insurance, and I was on the same medication regimen, have been for years. So I was like, I don't need him to do anything except write the prescriptions, so... He was like very much terrible off the bat. And I was like, doesn't matter. I need to see him for 15 minutes every three months and be like, yep, things are great. Yep, same medication. Yep, still working. Please write the prescriptions. Mm-hmm. But he was, when I tell you like a terrible doctor, like really, truly bad, like it was as if I was talking to him for the first time every single time. And he would just like say things that he was like, he'd be like, oh, you're single, right? And I'm like, no, no. I'm, I'm married. I've been with my partner for 10 years. Uh He's like, oh, yeah, you work in law, right? I'm like, no, not not remotely. Um, he would just completely forget. Or he'd be, like, looking at my my medicines, and he'd be like, oh, like, have you had any side effects from this medication? And I'm like, oh, you mean the one I've been taking for seven years that I've told you multiple times I have no side effects for? Like, no. Yo. And he was always, and the one fucking thing I needed to do was just, just to write the prescriptions he was always forgetting to do. I was always having to call the office and being like, he didn't put in my prescription. Anyway, he's terrible, but I was like too lazy to find another one because there's so few that take my insurance. So this finally like sealed the deal. I was like, I'm not trying out a new medication with this terrible person. I'll just find a new one. It's just, <laughs> I, hate it for, I hate the entire healthcare system. I was trying like, I'm doing this really stupid thing where right now I have like a stopgap, like random online one, but I can't keep going to because the COVID era policies that allowed people to prescribe controlled substances like Adderall over telehealth visits are ending. So I need someone I can go see in person. So I have this random stopgap person who's gonna like help me out while I go on the whole fucking saga of finding someone near here. And I'm like, I'm spending so much time on the phone. I, I, I like, I, I, the first place I called, I was like, this is not gonna be that bad. It's gonna be fine here. Look, here's a behavioral health practice. It's like 10 minutes away. This should be fine. They take my insurance. I call them. I'm doing the new patient intake. And they're like, by the way, we don't treat ADHD. If that's what you're here for, I was like, oh, oh, really? One of you know, one of the most common uh, mental health disorders. As it happens, that is what I'm fucking here for. What? <laughs> you don't treat ADHD? This is not like specialized. Like what? This is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing, but I'm really sorry. This is some shit. I'm like, I'm re- I'm ready to burn it, burn it all down. I don't understand how our healthcare system is like this. How is it so broken in every way? The only thing that's sort of keeping me going is like the fact that I now have several friends with ADHD and just like raging to each other because they're all having to do this. Like they're all dealing with the same thing. I'm lucky I had some random leftover wrong dosage ones because a bunch of my other friends are just unmedicated out here. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I laughing? That is horrible. (laughs) Because what the fuck else can you do? What else can you do? Oh, one, one friend was like trying to get a doctor to prescribe things for her. And the doctor insisted on having her original ADHD diagnosis from her pediatrician. She had to go through this whole fucking thing of calling the pediatrician. They did not have the records digitized. They only had hard copy records. And this doctor took her physical medical records, took them home to his house, scanned them in his personal scanner, and sent them to her on his personal email. 
but shout out to that doctor doing whatever was necessary to make because people like that understand like how much these like yep. not having your prescription can oh. throw you into such a tailspin it violates all of HIPAA, but apparently just to access your own records, the only way to do it is someone being willing to do you a solid and violate HIPAA. Like, that's... <laughs> that's... But if you think about it, like, what the... Oh. B- like, my livelihood <laughs> versus HIPAA? Fuck the HIPAA! Like, <laughs> bitch, what? Yeah, I'm screaming, but really, though, this is... This oh, is... Uh-uh, uh-uh, I'm so sorry. Yikes. Fingers crossed that I'm not one of the unmedicated bitches by the next episode. Two weeks from... I don't... Yeah. We're going to see. We're going to see. Oh, I forgot the other thing. This new psychiatrist who I'm seeing in the meantime is making me take a drug test to prescribe me things, which I've never had happen before. I've had three different doctors prescribe me Adderall and I've never had to take a drug test. But now I am. I'm sorry. If anybody wants to abuse Adderall, let them fucking abuse Adderall. Listen to me. I'm telling you, if somebody wants to abuse fucking Adderall, let them. Let them. Because on yes. the flip side, you don't give somebody Adderall who really fucking needs it. You know what's worse? Yes. Is that? What the fuck? Exactly. For that tiny fraction of people who would abuse it, you're keeping, like, orders of magnitude more people who need it for their life and health and doing their job and, and everything. You're keeping them from getting it. Like, what in the fuck? This place <sighs> is wild, man. <laughs> it really is the West. <gasps> fucking wild. <laughs> Goddamn wild. <laughs> We're laughing about this, but this shit is crazy, 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 mm-hmm. crazy. It, it doesn't make any sense, and I'm I, like, I'll, I'll go, I'll go crazy if I think too much about it. Like, I can't, I literally can't, like, let myself think about it because it just doesn't make sense, and it breaks my brain, and it, it, it'll, it'll just break me. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't. So that's what I. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Yeah, yo, you are going through. Fuck, fuck the pollen. <laughs> you are under it. <laughs> Swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to carry you home. <laughs> I did do one thing that wasn't just calling psychiatrists and going to take unnecessary drug tests, which was to go to the Planet Word Museum in D.C. Have you been to this museum? Mm-mm, I haven't. Where is it? It's just in downtown D.C. It's a free museum. It's not one of the Smithsonian's, but it is free. But it's about, like, words, language, linguistics, mm, all kinds of things. It's like one of the best museums I've been to in like a long time. It was so fun and so well done. Like it was extremely interactive. There were rooms about like different languages and like interesting features of different languages. There was like a jokes and puns room. There was like a, you know, where do our words come from? Like what other languages do they come from and how have they evolved over time? But it was like all extremely interactive and like really interesting. They have a photo booth where basically you go in and then it gives you a word to act out. Again, it gives you the definition of the word. And so like, and it's meant for two people and each person gets a different word and you act them out. It's so fun. It was like such a fun place. And I like actually, I like, I literally learned things. I learned so many random things that I've just been like telling people. I'm looking it, it up right now. It looks so cool. Yeah, it's really fun. I like this. I really like this, huh? First of all, <laughs> I don't go to as many museums as I should. I'm an uncultured bitch. We all know that I went to public school. But this, I mean, this doesn't feel like I'm going through a museum looking at paintings of old white men. That doesn't interest me at all. Right. This actually looks like fun. It was a lot of fun. I had a great time. So that was a bright spot. Oh, I guess that I really, God, we've had a yep. shitty week. You know, the funny thing is <laughs> the last time we recorded, we got three out of three on the trivia. Yet our weeks have been oh, yeah. complete garbage. <laughs> Zero what out of ten. What the fuck is up with that? <laughs> That's true. That's some bullshit. Speaking of... I guess we're about to play trivia and try our luck for the next two weeks. We'll see. All right, let's play this trivia. Well, maybe if we fail, we'll have a good couple weeks. You know I what? Don't know. Maybe. Oh, no, there are no 
I need this. I need the next. Actually, I need the next rest of my life to go without a hitch. Just perfect. I get everything I want. Everything goes my way, and I'm the happiest I've ever been. That's what I want the rest of my life to be. So let's get into it. Yeah. I just want my fucking medication. <laughs> Please, trivia gods, if I get the trivia right, can I have my fucking prescription? All right, trivia question number one. At what wind speed does a tropical storm turn into a hurricane? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Between 80 and 90 miles per hour. That seems ridiculous, That's roughly what I was going to guess. Oh, really? I, I was just, like, throwing shit out there bad shit, but okay. <laughs> like, I know there are hurricanes that are in the, like, over 100 miles per hour, but I think I think the transition point is earlier than that. Like, I think there are still, like, category one and two, or maybe... I think there are early category hurricanes that are, like, double digits still, but I don't know. If, I don't know that for sure. Mm. I need to phone a friend to my Florida family. <laughs> they would know. You know what? Like, every time I hear of a, a natural disaster, like a hurricane and stuff, it makes me think of... This is so stupid, and it shows how gay I am. I, you know where I'm going with Katrina, this. Katrina, Katrina, Katrina. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting there. I was getting there. No, but like on the stop to there, I clock Wizard of Oz. And then I clock, there's a song that Todrick Hall did. Todrick and RuPaul has, have this song. They have the song called Low. Mm. That song slaps. Yeah. That, like Each verse ends with a reference to Wizard of Oz. The first one was like, get low like somebody dropped a house on that ass and the second one is um get low like somebody made a rain trying to melt that ass and like rupaul's <laughs> verse is um you know what i'm just gonna play the song alexa play low by todrick hall featuring rupaul on spotify is the bus still running todrick where the monkeys at what you gonna do when the house go boom better give me some elbow room i slay the runway hey that man never like it on the room is you a good witch or just a bad bitch <laughs> that song is what I think of when somebody talks about a hurricane. And then Katrina, Katrina, Katrina. <laughs> so all my references for any natural disaster like a hurricane goes straight to queer culture. And I love that for me. <laughs> anyway, 80 to my 90 miles an hour is my best guess. I don't know if you agree. It sounds about right. So I'm going to either, I'm going to guess, I'm, I'm debating whether to, just so we can cover some more ground, go like 70 to 80 or like 80 or 90 to 100. Mm. trying to decide which of those what if it's like something like 30 miles an hour because 30 miles an hour doesn't seem like a, a lot it seems like really windy but like it doesn't seem like a fucking cyclone is gonna catch no yeah i think it's i think it's up higher i'm gonna say 70 to 80 mm -hmm. from when it goes from a tropical storm to a hurricane all right at what wind speed does a tropical storm turn into a hurricane the answer is 74 miles per hour hey. Hell yeah. look, look at, at her ah. Hey, oh, look at us go. I'm happy about miles that. miles per hour. Oh, me too. Look at it. Trivia question number two. Which Christmas carol became the first song ever to be broadcast from space? Baby, it's cold outside. I don't know. I don't know. That seems like one of the most popular Christmas songs. So I feel like that probably would be the one. It won't be Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. Although it should be. <laughs> it should have been. Right. Can you imagine if that was the first <laughs> All the aliens are like, I... Don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just... <laughs> <laughs> I motion that when we get to Mars, we should do it around Christmas and play that song on Mars. You know what? If I live long oh. enough for me to be immortal by modern medicine and live on Mars, I will be the person who reminds everybody of our history and where we came from. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas with You will never be forgotten. Never. Never. I feel like it would be an even more boring one than Baby It's Cold Outside. Like one of the like really like old mm. classic ones. Oh come all ye faithful. Like something like that, yeah. Or like the first Noel. Maybe mm. it's something slightly fun. Silent Night. Jingle Bells. Silent Night. I feel like Silent Night is a little ominous for space. <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe that's why they picked it. Somebody with a T. Or it's thematic, yeah. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. In context, like, around what year would they have played this in space? I guess that's a good question, because there's, like, when we went to space for the first time. But I don't know when, like, did we have the technology then to broadcast something from there? I think so. I think we would have. So probably this is like early space exploration. Like so broadcast meaning they 50s? they sent a satellite up and that satellite was responsible for broadcasting as opposed to like a local broadcast. Probably. Context dependent. Maybe in, in the year 1970, the most popular Christmas song was Baby It's Cold Outside. So that probably was the one that was screened first. But I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. All right. I'm thinking with Baby It's Cold Outside. If it's not, then um. I won't be angry because I really don't know. Five gold rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge and a pear tree. Bum, bum. You know what? Any of the songs that we've mentioned so far, if it is any of those, we are taking the credit. Yep. Which Christmas carol became the first song ever to be broadcast from space? The answer is Jingle Bells. Which ah. is one that we mentioned. We mentioned it. We are taking the credit. We are taking yes, the credit. We got this correctly. Oh, this is interesting. It was not like a, a track they played. Astronauts Tom Stafford and Wally Shearer sang Jingle Bells from space on December 16th, 1965. You need Elon Musk to send Mariah into space to sing. <laughs> yeah, You know what, though? If I were Mariah Carey, I would say yes to this. Just because I feel like Mariah Carey at this point she should just be with the shit. You have to. You have to. You're getting sent to very Mariah Carey. <laughs> I would love to see it. She's a troll. She would, she would 100% do that. Yes. Carpool Karaoke. Mariah Carey was one of the first guests who did Carpool Karaoke. Because Mariah Carey is a fucking troll. She was like, I'm going to do it, but I won't sing. And she gets there. She started. <laughs> Mariah is so much fun. I love Mariah. Anyway, so we got two out of three, right? Let's see what the third one brings. Question number three. All right. This is hopefully in your wheelhouse. All right. Which two books of the Bible talk about the nativity? <sighs> so I feel like this has got to be like early in the New Testament, right? I think Matthew is the first book of the New Testament. Because it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, I think acts anyway so if the first book of the bible whole of the new testament holds true the nativity would be matthew however i feel like the old testament had a lot of predictions as to what would happen hmm. so if there was any concrete description as to that there could be some hint in the you know what i don't know i definitely don't know <laughs> but i'm not certain that it would be the exact first book of the new testament yeah. that would have that because i guess probably before that i guess comes the whole mary and the virgin contraception right nonsense. mary did you know that your <laughs> baby boy <laughs> i don't know but you know what i don't know oh, which two yeah. books but if we're just guessing the two new books uh, the two books that would have been in the new testament i think it's matthew and mark i'll pick luke and john which two books of the Bible talk about the nativity? The answer is Luke and Matthew. Hmm. We got those right. We got them so right. So collectively, we got it right. <laughs> Look at got, got it right. We got them right. Yay. Yes. Not me remembering the, the books of the Bible in the order in which they go. Gee. I need to, I, I know like the beginning and the end. I mean, I know the, I know Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are like in the middle and like about Jesus. And that's, right. right. that was enough. I know Genesis. Exodus is the Exodus. next one. I almost said Exorcist. <laughs> I don't think it's... Is it Leviticus and Numbers that come after Exodus? It doesn't matter. I know Revelations is at the end. Re yeah, Revelations is at the very end. Man, there are some ones in here I have not even heard of. Man, I really have not heard of some of these. Like which Micah? Ones? I've never oh, heard Micah. anyone Shout out to Micah. Micah. A little bit. Maccabees. <laughs> like, what? Where the fuck is Maccabees? It is between Esther and Job. Job? Job? It's Job, right? Job. I'm, I'm getting Arrested Development mixed up. Do you pronounce it Job or Job? It's Job. Right. Okay. Job. <laughs> I thought so, but I, I was I truly wasn't sure whether I was just getting that from Arrested Development. <laughs> <laughs> huh. 
Maybe I should read the Bible again. Because some of these, I, I legit don't remember the stories of these people. I don't remember the story of Sarah. I, don't, I genuinely don't. I'm looking at that right now like, shit, I don't know. I feel like there's probably better things to read. Probably. When I was a kid, I used to mix up Zephaniah and Zechariah. We can move on now. We've gotten three out of three. We did get three out of three. Apparently that's no guarantee of anything, but it still feels good. This is the second week in a row we have gotten three out of three. Yes. I love that for us. I do too. Since we haven't complained enough today, the topic is capitalism. Yes, we're just going to come right at it. We It shows up in so many of our other episodes because it shows up in our lives all of the time. The book report is capitalism is an economic and political system where a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners. Uh, who are trying to make a profit, as opposed to something like public ownership or control, where the government might control trade and industry. So there's other systems like this, but capitalism is controlled by private industry. And uh, oh boy, it got like really took off and got popular in like the Industrial Revolution, the 18th century, that raggedy bitch Adam Smith and his invisible hand. Fuck him. But, but the thinking was that if it were a free market and everyone could basically act in their own self-interest, that things would sort of balance out and it would regulate itself and people would try and make a profit and like people would want to buy things for as low as possible and those would sort of just... the invisible hand would guide us. It doesn't even make sense in theory and it's so broken in practice that like, what are we doing here? And some people will die on this hill. Literally. Literally. People are passionate about capitalism. Because some people benefit from capitalism. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, the propaganda... And, I, we, uh, I wasn't going to start popping off this early, but I guess I'd take the muzzle off. <laughs> Did you have some, like, soft, nice things to no. say about capitalism? Like, I don't have any softball <laughs> material for this episode. No. No. Here's the fucking thing. The propaganda that is funneled into America mm-hmm. is the best the world has ever seen mm-hmm. so much so that people droves of people have driven themselves to die for causes that they absolutely don't fully understand only because of the propaganda that was fed to them all the way through childhood they've been indoctrinated with this shit yep communist like a, someone like a different system than capitalism like they made that shit equivalent to like evil person like a commun like right. you just ask someone who knows literally nothing about communism like a communist is like it brings up in your mind because of all the propaganda, like a literal evil person. Like Lucille that, it, Ball <laughs> got into some hot water. For those of you who don't know who Lucille Ball is, she is the star of the show I Love Lucy, which if you don't know what that show is, maybe look it up. Mm-hmm. When she was a kid, her grandfather identified as a communist. And when she was growing up, I guess because she got along well with her grandfather or whatever, when she was first registering as a voter, she registered as a communist. And later in her life, that shit caught up to her. It was like a whole thing that was going to put an end to her and her career as like that could be the worst thing you could possibly be. Like, obviously, the people who benefit from capitalism support it, but it makes it so that the people who are being hurt most by capitalism will also like support die it. on the hill of capitalism. They don't understand it. And if you ask them, like if you ask somebody, what is capitalism? They'll give you some cookie cutter definition that they received in primary or elementary school. Capitalism is free market. But do you think what we have in the United States is the same thing as what you learned in fucking high school? Yeah. It's not a free market at all. If you have a free market and what determines who's most successful is profit, not necessarily the person who has the best goods or services will be the most successful commercially. It'll be the person who's figured out a way to cut the most cost and be most shysty with it to be more profitable. Instead of them to be competition, they will take that money that they've made from being shysty and use it to buy the other company that may have been operating ethically. So what that ends up looking like is a fucking monopoly. Look at a company like LVMH. All the fashion houses you know of, Dior, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, 
Every single one of them is under the same fucking house. LVMH owns every last one of them. And as soon as LVMH buys that fashion house, they no longer care about quality or the product. They now care about making that business the most profitable it can possibly be. If there is a design fashion house that exists right now that isn't owned by LVMH, you best believe that LVMH is coming for that house. Mm -hmm. And because LVMH has so much money, that house will not stand a fucking chance. So now that we started on a lighthearted note, let's dive deeper. <laughs> How does capitalism affect social and class structures? <laughs> For starters, it has created a much, much bigger divide than we've seen, especially capitalism as we've seen in the US version right now. Yeah, that like that wealth disparity, like it's only getting bigger and bigger. And the like ultra, ultra wealthy at the very top, like the amount of money they have is mind-boggling like it actually like if you google like things to try and conceptualize like just how much money they have like because people think about like because we we can't even conceptual like people think like oh if i were rich i would do this i would do this and people could you could sit there and name like everything you could think of and it would use like a tiny fraction like it, it like a teeny tiny fraction of jeff bezos's money and like we think it's totally fine for a person to have that much money this it's like the, the money of like an entire country it's like a person it's insane it's absolutely insane when you're when you're that wealthy the number that's associated and by the way jeff bezzy is not the wealthiest person in the world no if you look at them saudi families and the rothschilds their money is actually uncountable they can't put a number to it mm -hmm. it's that wild there's a huge portion of our country that is just living in absolute poverty but like the gap between the people in absolute poverty and the people making like half a million dollars and on the surface having some trappings of like what people consider as like rich in their life small that gap is minuscule compared with tiny the the ultra wealthy in our country like and like the way the way our country is set up like how quickly you can lose if you don't have that kind of like gigantic money infrastructure or generational wealth you can lose all of your money so rapidly yeah <laughs> like because there's not much of it to lose. Yeah. It seems like a lot, but it's, it's really not much. You know the phrase of, oh, I'd love to win a million dollars in the lottery. If you win a million dollars in the lottery in 2023, you're going to need financial <laughs> assistance. You're going to need some milk. Literally, <laughs> you, will, you will need some milk. Because that's not a lot of money. And like somebody can hear that who makes so little money that they're like, oh, no, but that is a lot of money. In the grand scheme of things, no. Because even if you give somebody yeah. who's in abject poverty $1 million, if you say this is the $1 million they'll have to spend for the rest of their lives, they cannot make more money. They cannot invest it. They can only spend from that. I can quickly tell you how that money will go. Realistically speaking, if you're eating good, you will spend a million dollars in five years. In even like spending the money that they do have, trying to live a half decent life, acting like, oh, if you save your money, you would be better off. Like, God forbid, like, there'll be a person who is like, on food stamps and has an iPhone and they're like, oh, they didn't have an iPhone or living such a luxurious life. Like maybe they'd be doing well. And it's like, it's, it's such a farce. I, 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 <laughs> so if that motherfucker didn't have that iPhone, yeah, they'll have what? $700. Okay, bitch. I just can't, man. Not to mention that we need shit like that. Like capitalism, like you have to work in this goddamn system and the amount of, it costs money even to work. It costs money to, to do work it costs yep. money to have the clothes for work and have internet access if you have to work from home and have technology and transportation and like it costs money to go in and trade our labor for if somebody became rich they did not pull themselves up by the bootstraps they started by doing something that would have not been considered ethical or something 
Because you can't. There's no way to get rich ethically. It doesn't exist. It literally doesn't. And people are out here literally killing themselves. They're like, oh, you know what? If I work hard enough, I'm gonna. Thinking that they can get wealthy and successful in America by working themselves out of that poverty. You cannot do. You will die trying. And you know who benefits from you dying trying? It's the rich person who told you that lie that you could possibly work yourself and pull yourself up by the bootstraps. It doesn't exist. There's the whole weight of the system and and generations of the system. Like the studies they've done on like general like generational wealth and like I've particularly seen some talking about race in America and like the legacy of like black families over time not having like being able to build up generational wealth and pass it on and like every generation is working harder but they have so many like gaps to fill in from the past but like you can never get ahead you never. can never get ahead of it never. everything in this country you can no longer have an asset every single thing that can be owned in this country is a liability now they'll still call some of it quote-unquote assets but they're all liabilities because whenever you own it you have to pay somebody to own it it's not yours <laughs> And if you think about something like Monsanto, where a lot of the crops in this country that are farmed are intellectual property. So now yeah. you don't even own any rights to what you farmed. Yeah. And this is what capitalism has done. Mm -hmm. You can't, for any reason, build wealth because you don't own anything on which you're going to build that wealth. And the only mm -hmm. way to build wealth in this country is to fucking scam, which is why crypto becomes a very good way to do that. For somebody to win, somebody has to lose. Mm-hmm. The whole business of finance is based on that. The probability of somebody winning equals somebody else losing. And somebody will say, well, we have banks that give mortgages, loans, and stuff like that. How does a mortgage work? There's an interest you have to pay on that loan. Mm -hmm. And that interest that you pay is the reason why somebody else can claim that they're building wealth. I mean, capitalism as a system, basically by definition, like there are no provisions in capitalism for social welfare. There just mm -hmm. aren't. It doesn't even consider it. it. It just doesn't consider it. I'll start, like, this is not even the worst thing, but I'll start with, like, a personal experience which is housing. Again, I know I'm like fortunate compared to some people, but like we're all suffering under this fucking system. I tried to buy a house. I tried to buy a fucking house. When, we're putting, when we were putting bids down on houses, we weren't bidding against other people buying houses who might be in a similar financial situation or a slightly better financial situation. We weren't bidding against those people. We were bidding against like Zillow, who is using all of their company money to buy houses. They have so much more they can just write a check and it's like 0.00001% of their money and just buy this house which we've had to take years and years of savings and still borrow tons of money to even to even just say like please we can barely pay for this house please give it to us and just there were like no houses because all of these companies were buying them because then they can profit off of them like like yep. you can't even buy a buy a place to live it it's it, it, like and how how could it like if you're a person sell like this is supposed to be this free market if you're a person selling a house of course you'd rather just take a company's money it's more money yeah and it's it's right there it's guaranteed like it's it, the system doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. You have to have a skill or capital for you to be able to even operate in a capitalism society. If for any reason you don't have either, meaning maybe you're very skilled at plumbing work and one day you get arthritis, capitalism is done with you. Mm -hmm. How are you going to feed yourself? You will die hungry. And there are many people who, not for their own doing, cannot contribute to capitalism. They get sick, something happens. Those people are just done for and somebody's gonna sit to somebody who's starving more than i am is gonna sit across from me and tell me the capitalism is great shut the fuck up i'm getting mad no it's something so like so basic as food but because it's capitalism everything has to make a profit and you end up with things like food deserts where in poor communities they just don't sell food there because people don't have enough money so then they just don't have 
food. I live in one. Profit off literally being able to eat everywhere. It's it's depressing to think about it. If you don't have a car to leave to go grocery shopping, mm -hmm. you have to order food that's already made. And the person now you're paying like three different people's profits. You're paying the farmer's profit, you're paying the grocer's profit, and you're paying the profit of the person who has to cook the food. Right. And again, yep. a lot of these profit margins are ungodly, unholy. There is yes. no reason people who do drop shipping, those profit margins are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. And they it's always like companies are like have to grow. Like there's no nothing in capitalism says like especially with small businesses, like build your business and then like this is a good size and it makes sense, make it sustainable, run the business. Like in a capitalist system, if a company is not continuously growing, mm -hmm. it's not successful. It has to just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Investors are greedy. That's the whole point of them. They have to make profit too. So as long as yeah. you're not sole proprietor of your company and you have to pay somebody else who's a part owner, now you have to make more money to pay you and the part owner investor. And depending on whatever terms that you sign with them, you got to keep upping your prices, which is why a lot of pharmaceutical companies are ungodly. They'll spend the money for the R&D one time and they will charge that money for the next lifetime and a half. Mm -hmm. Capitalism exploits a lot of resources. We're going to talk about the environment later. It just uses up workers for whatever labor, like it squeezes out whatever labor they can get from them. Not in a healthy way, just like, because like that's all people's worth in the system is their labor. So, and because companies want to profit and are driven by profit, the thing that is in their interest is to get as much labor from a person for as cheap as possible. The many circumstances like you talked about where you can no longer provide labor, then you're no longer useful to the system. And people like, I mean, rightfully are terrified of that. So people tie their entire self-worth to their skills and ability to provide labor. And it's so cutthroat, like mm -hmm. the workers will, will, take each other down on the way even though they're all being exploited if you put crabs in a barrel and like no one can do capitalist labor without like a lot of support that goes completely unrecognized by capitalism like care work mm -hmm. and oh my god so many things that make it so that capitalist systems can use that labor like that cost is not built in like the workers themselves are eating that expense like, oh retiring in this country yo oh god that shit scares me i won't yeah. lie if you don't have an income living in this country i'm terrified of when we like something's got to give or like is our is our entire generation just going to be homeless and die on the street when we reach retirement age like uh -huh. i feel like i'm not being hyperbolic like yes you like the day you retire give yourself plus or minus two years something will take you out if it's not depression it's going to be an actual illness <laughs> that you can't afford to treat yeah because quick quick aside the the fact that the life expectancy in this country is going down uh -huh. going down down it's getting low, like somebody made a rain trying to melt that ass. If, for instance, you get to retirement age and you still have the money and you have everything structured just right, if you have to pay for home nurses, let's assume you're not even go you're going to stay in your own home. You're not going to go to an old folks home or something like that, which is likely going to be the last resort. For you to pay for nurses' home visits, that's going to be a lot of money, mm -hmm. a shit ton of money. And even if we can't retire, you have to compete with people who are younger, faster more qualified for the same jobs mm -hmm. and you yep. haven't stacked wealth in your favor so what happens yeah. then yeah there's a huge bias against older people in hiring like if mm -hmm. you need to get a job as an older person like ageism is very much a thing this whole a house and a white picket fence if you mm -hmm. take a 30-year mortgage from a bank you will end up paying three to five times the amount you borrowed by the time you're done paying for that loan like first first of all like when we like just to transition from the other topic when the housing crisis happened like when everything crashed because banks were being like irresponsible with how they were like making money off of houses the go the government didn't have safety nets for the people who needed houses but they had safety nets for the banks yep the rich people always get supported by the banks 
by the banks, the government. The government is not here to help mm -hmm. the poor person to fuck. No. A lot of the interests that are represented by government policies are not the interest to help the average American. It's the interest of the ultra wealthy. After the housing crisis of 2008 happened, the regulations that went into place to make sure that banks, in terms of their reserve lending, wasn't crazy, they were like, hey, for all of the money that you lend out, you have to keep 20% or something like that in your coffers. And then slowly but surely, they rolled that back to something like 6 to 7%. So banks technically can print 93% of the money total. They only have to have 7% of it. No, when you said no one successful in this country can do it ethically, like that, that includes people who have successfully been elected to office. Like oh, yes. you can't get elected to office without money. You need money. You either need family money. Well, apparently and not or you need family money or money that you've gotten unethically, or you need like lobbying money, which means you need private companies to be interested in you getting elected, which means you're not whatever you're getting elected on. It's not what the people want. It's what the company it's what the people with, it's what the companies want it's what the money wants so like everyone in office is is in service of companies and companies continuing to make a profit like it's a democracy as the way like that's also like american propaganda of like oh well the government represents the people because we elect our leaders and like so clearly they're they're beholden to us it's such a farce and the average american is not paying 10 percent. you're paying 30 percent because if you're in the average tax bracket, you're making what was the average amount that people in the U.S. make? Is it $55,000 now? That person is paying 25% in federal tax. And if you live in a state where you pay state tax, you're not paying less than 12%. Think about that. I don't know why we're not revolting. That is a crazy amount, considering the fact that there are no social programs. If you were paying 30% and you had universal health care and your roads were perfect and you can get service for basic survival, you would gladly pay that 30%. But you're going to pay that 30% and then turn around and pay health insurance and then pay copay after you've paid that fucking health insurance. Bitch, what the fuck? And you know who's not paying 30% of the money he makes? Jeff Bezos. Jeff Desi. If we had 30% of his income every year to do social programs, but we don't. He doesn't get charged that much. Every time I talk about things like this, it just feels like I'm crying wolf when I live in the most capitalism, capitalist society. As though I also am not a victim of this capitalism. Somebody can say, oh, but you know what? You live in the U.S. Your earning power and your labor is the most expensive in the world. I agree with you. It's true. I am literally breaking my back, selling my soul to be a victim of capitalism. I, I don't even have a solution to any of this. I'm just really just complaining about what it is right now, which is not the most productive, but it just sucks. Nobody wins. Yeah. But no, the, all the messaging around environmentalism kills me too, because everything, everything in America is so like personal responsibility. It's like, like, oh, well, like if you want to help the environment, like take your bike okay. to work instead of your car. And it's like the vast, vast, vast majority of the emissions in this country are from Countries. companies and industry. It's not like you not taking like the, your personal cars, all of the personal cars. Like, it's not like it doesn't have an impact, but... People are like, oh, if you if you just suffer and sacrifice a bunch of luxuries in your life, then you'll save the environment. No. Somebody's Toyota Corolla choo-chooing up 95 North is not. Like, that Corolla yep. would have to be in service for literally 100 years to make the equivalent of the waste and emissions that a company would make in one hour. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. It is not the same scale. And they try mm -hmm. to make you, the end user, feel responsible for all of it. And they'll say, you know what? If you didn't buy it, it wouldn't exist. Let's back that up. That are, if I hear that argument one more fucking goddamn time, I'm going to lose my shit. Capitalism in this country doesn't work in a supply and demand aspect. We have reached stages of capitalism way past that. They will mm -hmm. think of the product, make the product, 
and market it to make sure you buy it. Who fucking needs a product like margarine and fucking mayonnaise? Think about that. Margarine was literally yeah. food for Turkey. And they gave it to fucking turkeys. And the turkeys were dropping dead. But they had so much of it that they had to figure out what to do with it. And they marketed it to fucking humans. Oh my god. Yeah, technology in the global market has changed. Uh, I guess when I think of this, I think a lot about worker productivity and how technology has like vastly 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 improved oh. like how productive yeah. a person can be it would have been possible to use that to make it so that people don't have to actually be exploited and work to death and could still produce labor but now it's just that like people's labor is more productive they're not getting paid more for it they're mm. they're just getting worked exactly as hard as they were before and not it, a lot of the very old civilizations that existed way before Western culture, for them to sustain their civilization, they could not have done it with capitalism as it exists today, if that makes sense. They could not overexploit, otherwise they would not survive as long as they did. And we think those people don't know as much as we do now? We're about to see some shit. Let's discuss alternative systems to capitalism. I mean, a lot of the alternative systems are ones where the government controls trade and industry, which has which has downsides. It's not like those systems are perfect in theory or in practice. Like my husband, John does call himself a socialist and like does firmly believe that like the government should have control over a lot more of more things in this country than they do. <laughs> Sometimes we'll be doing something like sitting at the DMV, like a fully government operated thing. He's like, it's good to be reminded of the things that I mean when I say I want more government control of systems. <laughs> <laughs> it's like right. it's not all sunshine and roses it's like there are downsides but like the so many like just because it's like inefficient like capitalism literally ignores people's basic needs and humanity i don't think socialism in general is bad i think the way the capitalism run u.s government has interpreted socialism is inefficient but in general yes. I think, yeah so like some level of socialism is in fact necessary and we do have some mm -hmm. here it's just it's not that hip as we should say. It's constantly being attacked and restructured. And the, the inefficiency is in people's interest. Like that's, that's, there are people benefiting from the government being mm -hmm. an inefficient system. Like when I like argue with people about capitalism and talk about alternative systems, a big thing that people always bring up is that like capitalism or similar are the only environments that, that incentivize innovation. What? And that like if people, yeah. And that like in, if in like socialist systems or other things, like if people are, if people are taken care of, they're not driven to like innovate and do better because because the only thing they can imagine people doing that for is profit. Money, like, right? They're like, oh well, if people weren't going to profit, then why would they why would they innovate? Some of the most advanced countries in the world lean socialist, and the reason they're so mm -hmm. advanced is because of the government incentivizes countries that are saying, oh hey, we're going to be done with gas powered cars by the year 2030, and this is how we're going to do it. And the government will find a way to incentivize people to build plans, system, technologies to advance that mission. Mm -hmm. And they just point out, hey, for the environment that we live in to survive the next 200 years, this is how we're going to do it. The incentive is we survive 200 years. Get to work, bitch. It's not do it. We'll pay you something. Anyway, I beat a dead horse now. Let's, yep. let's go. So that concludes our episode on capitalism. Thank you so much for joining us in our complaints this episode. Thank you so much for finding us. <laughs> Thank you. Help. If I guess for the next sentence, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Big Empty Purse. Tweet us, messages, let us know what topics you'd like to hear us cover in the future. Next week, we'll be talking about the topic we told you we would talk about this time. Boundaries. boundaries. <laughs> Until then, good luck. <laughs>